Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Hey, man, thank you for joining me. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the cafe. You may have noticed we've got a new introduction coming into a new year, getting ready to start afresh. Amen. We are starting our second season of the KJV podcast on January 2nd. Amen. Uh, so just this is part three of a four part series on all things being created by Christ. So we'll have part three today, part four tomorrow. And then we'll be starting anew uh, from the beginning of the Bible, going through the entire Bible. Hopefully you will stay with me on this journey. We're going to study the book through and through, amen, uh, and it's going to be a blessing. So today here uh, in our third part, uh, and I'm going to recap the first couple parts very briefly, but in our third part here, we're looking at all things by him from Colossians 1, 16 through 20. So Colossians 1, 16 through 20, I'll read that and I'm going to read one other verse for you here. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. That's Colossians 1, 16 through 20. Our focus point here today is going to be that peace through the blood of his cross. But before we get to that, let's look at John 1, 1 through 5. Helps us to understand, just because in case anyone's saying, well, him, 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 does that mean Christ? Here we have the explanation that it does mean Christ. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So we see the Word, capital W, Word. That is God, my friend. That's Jesus Christ. And He was in the beginning. He was with God. And all things were made by the Word. That's Jesus Christ. And without him was not anything made that was made. So John 1, 1 through 5 gives us a picture of a broad picture of Jesus being with the Father. And in their eternal counsel, Jesus creates the world and all things in it. And Colossians 1, 16 through 20 gives us a little bit more of the visible, invisible, the idea of dominions, principalities, powers, all of these things. It pleased the Father that all, in him all fullness should dwell. And so we see that Jesus Christ created all things. And to recap the first couple of episodes, we've been talking about this idea, which I don't hear a lot about. And you can correct me, comment, send me an email if you want to, but I don't hear a lot of preaching on Jesus Christ, the creator of heartache, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the creator of stress, Jesus Christ, the creator of financial problems, Jesus Christ, the creator of um, nervous twitches or whatever else it may be. You don't hear a lot of preaching on that, but if he made all things, then he also made those things, right? And I've heard Jesus Christ mentioned as the creator of heaven 
and those beautiful things in heaven, right? So we know heaven's where God resides. We know that in heaven is the eye is not seen, the ear is not heard, what God has made for those that love him. We know it's going to be tremendous, right? And I've heard great preaching and discussion on the idea of what that could be. And a preacher said one time, imagine all like your favorite things. Well, Christ created those things. So imagine what those might be like in heaven. And I think that's true. Like anything that we really enjoy here on earth, there's probably a 1 million X better version in heaven, right? Uh, So if you love, love, love um, the mountains, there's probably an incredible mountain waiting for you in heaven. Me, I'm more of a beach guy and... Uh, I know there may not be an ocean there, but I know there's a river. Uh, and I believe that that's going to be incredible to look at. Uh, music, you know, maybe you're a music buff, you know. Imagine the music here on earth. You won't be able to even comprehend the new song that you hear in heaven, friend. Everything is going to be greater in heaven because we know what he's created here that's good. You know, some days the Lord will smile down on us and we'll have a real good day. Especially the little kids will be doing well. And They'll uh, find themselves with a new little toy or, uh, you know, craft or something. And my wife and I, we always try to remind them that all good things come from God, right? Which is true. All good things do come from God. That's what the Bible teaches us. And so we remind them that it's not mom or dad, that God gave it to them. Amen. Help them to be grateful and have that attitude of gratitude. And uh, certainly you can look around the world today and say, wow, Lord, thank you for giving me place here. I mean, and I say here, but most people listening to this would be in America or in Canada or in in a developing country. And you say, oh, thank you, Lord, because as you see in a lot of places, there's great turmoil. People are trying to get out, right? And here people are trying to get in, right? We're very blessed, both in America and Canada. People are trying to get in. We're very fortunate. And so we can have that attitude of gratitude. We can have that deep understanding of who God is. But I think it behooves us to understand that he also made the tough stuff. That he also made, um, you know, the ba- the things that we struggle with in life, right? The the and some of them are very actually very easy to connect, right? Uh, you know, um, you may have a stomach ache, and that may precede something else. And you say, okay, I've got a stomach ache. This is a sign I shouldn't eat the spicy food, right? Or you have a bloody nose and. Uh, I think it was my father-in-law. We were at a funeral and he got a bad bloody nose. That, that was kind of like a warning sign. Like, okay, you, you know, father-in-law, you need to slow down and just rest, go to bed. Like, this is enough. You know, you've done enough because he was very involved in that funeral. Uh, whatever it is, some of these things that we may look at as bad actually have a, a great benefit to them. But some things are just very challenging. And we wonder why, God, why did you do this? And I want you to think today that God allows this, maybe just maybe, to draw you closer to him. And how about this? I don't know if this is true or not. If you drew closer to him, maybe he'd take the bad thing away. You know, maybe you're struggling with something mightily. And if you would, he's just trying to nudge you closer to him to get you in his word, to get you into prayer, to get you to have, have faith in him, to get you to maybe do something that he desires for you to do that would, by the way, benefit you greatly, whatever it is. In Romans 8, 28 tells us they're all, all you know, all things are for our good. Um, but maybe that's it, you know? And as we think about that, it's very helpful because then we can take a difficult situation and make it much more constructive, right? We can say, okay, going through a hard time, 
right? Now I'm going to be I'm going to 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 be close to God. I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to go for more prayer walks. I'm going to journal more. I'm going to uh, testify more. I'm going to serve in my church more, whatever it is. It may not resolve it. It may, it may not. But I, I believe that's a missing key. I mean, I remember getting into the ministry and reading about famous men and women of God and, you know, just to just to know, hey, what they were doing, right? Especially as I first got in the ministry, um, in my kind of in my mind full, more full time uh, some years ago. And a lot of them struggled with depression. And I don't know that like, I mean, they were already close to God. I don't know that that would have removed their depression. But the idea is God made all things, including that. So therefore, we need to seek him all the more, right? Paul had a thorn in the flesh and he prayed to God. Do you think God would hear Paul in that season? I think God could hear Paul very clearly. Paul was doing what God had called him to do despite great affliction. And, and, and I mean... I think it was Jesus Christ himself said he's going to suffer a lot. Okay. Tell him what great things he has to suffer. And he didn't remove that thorn in the flesh because in his weakness, it showed Christ's strength. And so what does Paul says? He says, therefore, all glory in my infirmities, right? He's thinking on this line of God, you allowed this. Okay. You allowed the devil to throw this, this physical infirmity my way. God, take it away. Three times he does it. God says, no. He says, okay, I see my strength is made perfect in my weakness. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Therefore, I am going to glory that I'm weak. You see? And so we, that's, the, that's the right attitude. I guess that would be called a Pauline attitude. That's for free. But all right. So think he gets you caught up, give, give you something to think about here. And now we're looking at the cross because in verse 20, of Colossians 1, the scripture says, and having peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or in heaven. And so we see here, he made peace through the blood of his cross. What does that mean? That means that Jesus Christ created all things. Jesus Christ comes to earth in the form of a human, walks the earth 33 and a half years, is crucified at Calvary, willingly, obediently gives himself over to die the most brutal death of all mankind. He's unrecognizable. He's beaten so bad. Had to take on sin for all mankind so that he could be buried three days and God the Father raises him from the grave to show that he truly is the Christ. He walks the earth 40 days and 40 nights and ascends up to heaven. He was seen by over 500 here on earth after he had been risen from the dead. He had made peace. See, when the devil came to the garden, tempted Adam and Eve, they fall into sin. Death enters the picture. You know, that the Bible literally says by sin, death. Like before sin, there was no death. And so death enters the picture. Guess what comes with death? Violence, right? And that's a hallmark of the devil, violence. And so you have violence and death in the picture that cannot be resolved by man alone. It's beyond man's capability to resolve it. So Jesus Christ comes down to earth and saves us through his passion, all that would believe, all that would trust in what Christ did on the cross at Calvary. And we're simply justified by faith. It's by faith alone, by grace alone, and Jesus Christ alone that we're saved. There's nothing we can do other than simply believe. And if we believe, that's enough. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because without faith... You couldn't believe what Christ did. And if you can't believe what Christ did, then you can't be saved. 
And if you can't be saved, then you don't have peace with God. The Bible says that we're given over to reconciliation once we're saved and to the ministry of reconciliation, the idea of reconciling others, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But for this episode, I want you to think about the idea that the cross is mentioned in the same scripture that mentions that Christ created all things and all things are for him and by him. Because this is the mechanism that allows anyone to be saved. And it's beautiful because it doesn't rely on pedigree, on money, on connections, on looks, on anything other than faith. And so God created a universal way to be saved, the only way, and that is by faith through him, right? And he has power to do that because he created all things. And then he came and died for us, was risen again, and bore all that sin debt to therefore pay the price for us. And so since he's paid the sin debt, the Bible says without the uh, shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So he shed the blood. He's the perfect uh, fullness of the law. There is no more law. We're not under the law. No matter what anybody tells you, we're not under the law. We are saved. He fulfilled the law. Christ did. We're saved by Jesus Christ. And the Bible wants you to know. Paul wants you to know. Jesus wants you to know. Father God wants you to know. I want you to know. Everybody wants you to know that the salvation of man is primary to what Jesus Christ created because it fulfills his his goal, his passion, his love to reconcile man to God. Because Adam, before the sin curse fell, had peace with God. He walked with God. He had everything he needed. There was no death. But when sin came, death entered the picture. And that's why Jesus is called the last Adam because he fulfills the law. He fulfills the sin that he pays for. He's the propitiation, the Bible says, so that we could be saved. And that's the beautiful, beautiful part of the cross that Jesus Christ gave himself freely and willingly so that anyone and all that believed on him and what he did on the cross of Mount Calvary would be saved and be in heaven with him for an eternity to have their name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, never to be blotted out, never to be erased. That is his passion. That is part of him creating all things and fulfilling all things and containing all things. It's all in Christ. So tune in next time as we get to part four of this message. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at Clark at EnduringPromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.